Welcome back to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. I may have to record this episode in fragments. I'm trying something new. The puppy is awake at the moment, but I normally have to be around her. She's got two rooms now. I've converted my son's bedroom into a very large puppy room, but I only put her in that room once, and it was an overnight, and she made poopsies in the room. That's the only mess she's ever made in an overnight. So I thought maybe I'm going to take her back to the smaller room. I'm going to slowly introduce her to the bigger room, and I have found out that when I bring her up into my studio slash office later at night when she still needs to be awake and I just close the door keeping the cat out. She's pretty entertained for the most part. I have to play tug of war every once in a while or fetch with her but she's not, you know, trying to nip at me or she's more or less self-entertained because my focus is not on her so she doesn't feel like, oh, attention, attention, attention. But I do also need to get her used to being in places where I'm not. She always has to be wherever I am. So I have put her back in the big room with some toys right now just for a little period of time while I record a little bit of this episode, see how it goes. I haven't heard any whining or barking. I know she can hear my voice because she's just one room over. And of course, if this episode is recorded a little choppy-like, you're never going to know because I will edit it in a way that isn't so choppy-like. But just a heads up that hopefully there's nothing disjointed about this episode if it has to be done in pieces throughout the course of the night. So while we're talking about Coda, the puppy, it has now been around two and a half weeks since I brought her home from the shelter this Friday and today is Monday. This Friday will be three weeks. She is already getting close to being four months old, which is good because by the time she's six months old, she should be past her teething age, which naturally would take away the nipping and biting. I have figured out some techniques to eliminate that. It's usually just when she's being really playful. She just wants to go after like my right hand or my right arm because that usually is what is holding a toy or was holding a toy. And she's just looking for attention and playfulness. I know it's not malicious or angry or anything like bad behavior. But my right forearm does currently look like I was just involved in a motorcycle accident and only landed on my right arm and then dragged that arm across 40 yards of gravel. I have figured out, like, especially when I get home, she's really bouncy and nippy or excited to see me when I let her out of that little room. But if I really crouch down and just kind of deter the nips for a second, start rubbing her belly from underneath and start scratching the back of her neck, those nips go immediately to just licks and kisses. I've learned how to calm that down a little bit. Also, I have ordered and I'm wearing right now, I got a six pack of these sleeves, these elastic black sleeves that you put over your forearm. And it's typically used in kitchens by chefs or line cooks because you can't cut it accidentally with a knife. For the most part, you can't puncture it and it's also heat proof. So I thought, well, when she does try and chop down on my right forearm, if I have this thing on, it's kind of like a little bit of chain mail, a little bit of protection. And so far, so good. In the 48 hours that I've been wearing this around her. No new nicks or nips or bite wounds in my arm. 
Also, because of the nipping and all that, I'm constantly looking for ways to keep her teeth occupied because all she wants to do is chew, chew, chew. She doesn't chew at furniture. She doesn't chew at my shoes. She doesn't chew on anything she shouldn't be chewing on except for my right forearm. <sighs> but I thought what feels good on a little baby's, you know, teething gums, but ice or iced rings or things like that. So I found out when she was sick a couple weeks ago for 24 hours and I was giving her ice cubes to just keep her hydrated and also make her feel like she was eating that she loves ice cubes. So every day she's getting like, I don't know, two ice cubes at a time, three, four times a day. She doesn't always go right for the ice cube, but she will eventually go after the ice cube. She'll lay down. She'll just chill out and chew it and break it into pieces. And it takes her, I don't know, two minutes per cube. She takes her time with it a little bit, but man, love it. It's the cheapest treat ever. And she loves them. Speaking of keeping her little puppy gumming teeth occupied, her toy collection, is growing rapidly, but now it's growing with things that are more scent-based or designed for prolonged chewing and not something that she can swallow. That's what she said. I had already gotten some chew toys for her originally, but I just don't think they put off the right stench or aroma, or she just grew very disinterested very quickly. My daughter Zoe recommended something called a Benabone, and I found one of those and bought that, and she loves that thing. But unfortunately, a lot of times she wants me to hold it for her and then she'll chew it while I hold it and then occasionally she'll be like maybe I'll work my way up the Benny bone to daddy's fingers mm. also she has accumulated some new stuffed toys that are also kind of like rope toys so they're perfect for tug of war and very difficult for a dog to destroy completely because they don't really have stuffing in them it's more just like a rope body and she's not really a destroyer anyway she likes to chew on the tips of things like the ears of the stuffed animals but she doesn't try and like rip the head off of something She even hasn't broken one of the squeakers in any of her toys yet, which that's very common for dogs to just annihilate the squeaker within like the first 30 seconds. Maybe her jaw just isn't strong enough yet. But of course, being the weirdo that I am, I have named all of her stuffed toys. She now has a stuffed elephant, little one that she sleeps with every night named Fanny. She has a rope stuffed bear, so it's filled with rope. So when she bites and chews on it, it doesn't just tear into pieces and it's a good tug of war toy. I've named that one Steve. Eve, don't ask me why. She has a stuffed rope donkey called Hee Haw. <laughs> And a stuffed rope cow named Moo Moo. So my goal here soon is to take her into a training session where I put all of them out and I start teaching her the names. I've been using them with her, but I don't think she really associates them yet. And I want to be able to tell her, get Steve. And she knows to go get the little rope bear, Steve. Regarding her upset stomach that she had on day six of being at the house two Wednesdays ago, I am happy to report there has been no further vomiting or any issues. Her poop is solid. It's a magnificent color. It's magnificent, the poop. It is top class, world elite poop. Honestly, it's the best poop I've ever seen in my life. Also, she is incredibly schedule-oriented at this point. I did have a day off last weekend. I think I may have discussed this on the last episode where I tried to let her out more often, but she was just getting too rambunctious and problematic because she wasn't resting at times she was used to resting. So now on my days off, I treat those exactly like days that I would be at the school, and I put her in her room at times. Sometimes I'll be up in the office working. Sometimes I'll be door dashing, but she basically stays locked up the time 
times that she normally would. And this is good. She needs the sleep. She needs the rest. It's good for her puppy brain and her puppy body. Speaking of her puppy brain and body, boy, is she growing and learning quickly. She already knows sit, lay down. I gave her this puzzle feeder that my daughter gave me. And after day three, it does not take long. She can figure all of it out, even the hard ones. I still use it, but it's no longer the break that daddy used to get when I first gave it to her. I used to get like 10 minutes of just sitting in my recliner while she worked at that thing. Now I'm lucky if I get two, two and a half minutes before she's looking at me like, where's the rest? And size wise, I can just tell she's getting bigger. I have no idea what she is mixed with. I have no idea how big she is expected to be. I was looking for a dog that would be a little bigger. That's what I'm used to. So I'm guessing she'll get somewhere between 50 and 70 pounds unless I fatten her up. So we'll see. But right now I have to put new batteries in my scale, which will be good for me too, because I'm pretty sure I've probably lost five to 10 pounds in the last two and a half weeks of walks and just not eating as much, not in an unhealthy way, just not snacking because I don't want to eat around her. My meals have to be pretty scheduled and regimented. But even in the house, when I'm not walking her, I'm getting tons of just basic aerobic cardio activity where, for example, when she starts trying to nip at my arm and I'm in my recliner, I have to immediately stand up really fast and let her know that's not okay. That little rough playtime, that's over. And then I'll just stand there for a while until she gets distracted and then I'll sit back down. Usually in her case, 14 seconds later, I'm standing back up again. So I will continue to keep you updated with the progress of the puppy, Coda. And also, as I mentioned, you know, I'm doing this in a weird fashion. She's locked up one room over. Haven't heard a peep from her. I don't even think she's running around. I would guess I know what happens when I leave a room. She just lays down and she waits for me to return. I know she can hear me, but I need her to get used to this. I, I need her to not need to know where daddy is at all times, especially when we're inside the house. But that said, I'm going to need to keep the podcast content and recordings pretty frequent and regular in order to stay on a roughly twice a month schedule. Because the last episode took me pretty much a week to edit that thing. I recorded it on a Saturday, I believe, and I released it on also, I think, the following Saturday. So yeah, there you go. Full week. That is not normally the case, but I'm not able to just come home from school now when I record an episode and go from 8.30 until 3 a.m. non-stop, no interruptions, and just record and edit, 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 edit. Tonight, I originally thought, well, maybe I'll try since I know she's relatively self-occupied in my office slash studio. I will just maybe record this while she's in the room with me. I might have to eliminate a squeak here and there that she did with a toy and re-say a line, edit that out, or just leave it in. Who knows? But the minute I started talking, all of a sudden she ran over here and she just wanted attention. She doesn't understand that I'm not talking to her, which is probably driving her crazy in the next room because she can hear me talking. Daddy, who are you talking to? You're crazy. But going back to the fact that it took me a full week to record, edit, and release an episode, which is unusual, I would say normally it takes, I don't know, three, four days on average, but that means I need to be doing it pretty much non-stop. Well, non-stop, but spread out. So essentially, I uploaded the last podcast, I believe, Saturday night. Today is Monday. No, maybe I did it Friday. I don't remember. But yeah, Friday, because Saturday and Sunday, I did the show prep. Now here we are Monday, and I'm recording the episode. But my point being that I have not taken a single day off from the podcast. I'm not saying that's always going to be the case. As she gets older, this will be easier. But for now, I am going to have to keep the content going. And 
oddly enough, being that the last episode was 100% about Coda the puppy, and I only had one little update in the beginning about forgotten recent significant news, well, today's show is the exact opposite. I'm about to talk about forgotten recent significant news, and my only update for the most part was the puppy. So before I get to today's topic, once again, a reminder, you can go follow me on social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Jeff Becomes Jeff. All right, let's get to it. Yesterday's news. So already the landscape has changed with Coda. I took a little pause after that last segment. I went in and checked on her in her room that I put her in. And as I had guessed, she was just laying on the bed, hadn't touched any of her toys, was just waiting for daddy to get back. That's a very good behavior, but I need her to be able to be more independent. So we'll work on that. You might be able to hear her in the background chewing on an ice cube because I'm trying to keep her occupied at the moment so I can do this as long as I can until I have to stop again. So the term yesterday's news, it's an old figure of speech that basically means that something was, dude, everyone knows that, that's old. And typically something that at that point was unimportant. However, we now sadly live in a time where everything is yesterday's news, literally. And it's not old. Not everyone knows. And it is actually very important. So many serious issues get forgotten in a matter of days because it's just no longer marketable to talk about it or share it through social media, television media, print media. We'll get to all that, don't worry. But we are being fed what is marketable for ratings, for ad hits, click-throughs, all the shit you don't need to understand, but I assure you that is exactly what is happening. Let's talk about some significant news that has taken place in just the last six weeks. So we'll start out with the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, the state I live in, where tons of toxic chemicals were spilled and burned and released into the atmosphere, into the surrounding water, including the Ohio River, which five million Americans get their water source from. But guess what? Here we are. No one's talking about it anymore. No one's asking for answers. No one cares about the health of those people living in the area or the health of the five million Americans that get their water source from from the Ohio River. Also, just in the last week or two, there was another train derailment in Ohio. No toxic chemicals on this one, but the same train company. But because of the lack of toxic chemicals, I guess that one didn't really make it into the news that much. Despite the fact that it's still a concern, because what if it had toxic chemicals? Also, let's not forget in the last six weeks, three UFOs, that's right, unidentified flying objects, at least to us, the American people, and one Chinese spy balloon were all shot down in a matter of days all over North America, most of them over America. And I'm proud to be an American where at least I know Our government sent $400,000 missiles up to destroy these unidentified flying objects, and no one is talking about it. No one's asking, what was the object you shot down? No one cares. What the fuck is wrong with everyone? All right, here's something super weird that just happened recently. I mean, really weird. There was a unanimous decision by both parties in Congress. Holy shit. Really? How is that possible? And I'm proud to... 
but they were demanding a declassification of the documents related to the origins of COVID. We want to know, was this grown in a lab in China and potentially released as a almost weaponized virus to fuck with the world? Everyone, everyone, both parties all said, yes, these documents need to be declassified and released to the American people. But here's a novel thought. Why isn't anyone complaining that they have had those documents all this time and they've waited this long to explain three nightmare years to the world, not just the American people? The fact that we even have these documents and they need to be declassified just goes to show how much our government and our leaders treat us like we're a bunch of little fucking kindergartners. And remember this. This all just happened in the last month and a half, and no one's talking about it. All very significant news. Just imagine the shit that happened like a year ago. You know, like Black Lives Matters and Roe v. Wade and all. Where are those riots? Where are the movements and the marches? Well, it's not marketable right now. No one gives a shit. The problem isn't fixed. If you're a black person or you believe Black Lives Matters and you support the movement, do you feel like anything has changed? Do you feel like everything's fixed. If not, you should demand to know where the movements are. In fact, you should be organizing your own movement. But people only care when it's convenient and when it's relevant, and the media only cares when it's marketable. So, if you're saying, Jeff, you're crazy, of course people are talking about this, let me go ahead and give you a little bit of proof and evidence. You know, I'm always armed with some factual information. I just gave you a list of things that have happened in the last six weeks that we still don't have answers to, and should be the top headlines, ongoing stories, given that they're only six weeks old. Some of them a week or two old. So we're going to look at a couple major news websites. I'm going to give you an example of seven headlines from each of those major news sites. And I'm going in order down the page. I'm Yes, I'm picking and choosing the headlines I want to tell you about. But none of the previous things I just discussed from the past six weeks make it into any of the headlines on any of these pages prior to when I stop at my seventh example for each website. I hope that made sense. What? So let's start with an online news site that seems like it's pretty nonpartisan and has been around for quite some time, yahoonews.com. Let's talk about seven headlines that appear on their homepage last night when I was doing this research with zero mention of any of the significant issues I mentioned in the last six weeks, at least up until the point where I stopped. Number one, music legends surprise duet at quote-unquote two icons tour kickoff. I don't know what this was about, who the two legends are, what the two icons are. I don't give a shit. No one cares. Here's another one. I'm going to be a 36-year-old grandmother, says Representative Bobart. Bobert? I don't know. I don't know who this person is. They're part of our government, and they're proud of the fact that they're going to be a 36-year-old grandmother. Pretty much all you have to be proud about is that getting knocked up super early runs in your genes. Well, the genes that you took off as a teenager, rather. Pierce Brosnan's son turns head at Young Hollywood event. Oh, that's important. That's special. Way more important than the toxic spillage at East Palestine. All right, this one seems important. I grew up in the aftermath of Chernobyl, then became one of the world's most successful athletes. I glanced at this story, and it's basically like a female athlete who was born with a bunch of deformities, like no legs below the knees. I didn't see everything else that she was missing, but she has become a parallel 
Paralympic athlete. I wouldn't call that one of the world's most successful athletes. No offense. I'm sure it was a huge accomplishment, but maybe a little misleading on the title. Oh, here's a good one. After testing dozens of smartwatches, this is number one. Really? That's more important than the fact that we shot down three UFOs, not counting the Chinese spy balloon, three unidentified flying objects, and we know nothing about them, nor do we care. But Jeff, I want to figure out which smartwatch is the best. Don't worry, you can go to Yahoo News and find all that very easily. Number six, if Pyrex isn't safe anymore, which brand of glassware should you buy? Well, this is kind of news because if Pyrex isn't safe, I guess if you own Pyrex, you need to be throwing it out because it's unsafe. Where's the story about that? Instead, it's just like, which glassware should I buy? No, not the fact that, oh, by the way, you're fucking making brownies and something that's killing you. The seventh headline on Yahoo News that superseded any of the news from the last six weeks that I recently discussed is Tracy Tutor. Who? I'll join the chorus of all of you saying, who the fuck is Tracy Tutor? Well, apparently, Tracy Tutor poses with no filter in a tiny neon green string bikini. Wow, that's pretty important news. It would be a little more important if any of us knew who the fuck Tracy Tudor was. I honestly did not blow up the pic, but there was a very small one next to the headline on the homepage. And clearly Tracy Tudor has undergone way too much plastic surgery. You can see it in her face. It's obvious. Apparently she's a celebrity from a show called Million Dollar Listings Los Angeles. Never heard of it. Not really a celebrity. Who gives a shit about her shitty bikini picture with her fake puffy lips. But it just goes to show what we call celebrity in this day and age. But don't worry, we're going to talk about that a little later. So let's move on to a very trusted news source, CNN.com. Certainly CNN is addressing some of the hard-hitting big major issues early on on their website. Oh, sorry, that's not the case. Let's look at some of CNN's top seven headlines, all of which appear before they mention anything about the major events that have taken place in the last six weeks. One of the first headlines I came across on CNN.com was that this strategy might slash complications for prostate cancer patients. It's not an article talking about how to reduce prostate cancer, how to cure prostate cancer, just reduce complications. We all know complications just means the doctor fucked up. Not much you can reduce by saying I'm just going to pick the right doctor. The next headline from CNN, Jackie Kennedy's 13-bedroom D.C. estate hits the market at a price fit for a queen. shares Elon Musk's next plan. The audience bursts into laughter. Really? You have to give us in the title, the audience bursts into laughter? Can't you write a headline that's a little bit more indicative of that without just straight up telling us? That's like subtitles. It's very, very lazy writing. Here's another one that appeared before all that important news. You should try the Mediterranean diet version of tuna salad. Oh, should I? Should I? Tucker Carlson's airing of security footage spills into January 6th criminal court cases, as it should 
did. I mean, this is footage that should have been released prior to any of the criminal court cases to show if someone was violent or non-violent, reasons they're being sentenced to years in prison. I'm not saying there weren't a lot of violent assholes at January 6th, but not all the people that we saw as the figureheads that made it into the building were actually violent. Did they break laws? Yes, perhaps, but should they be sentenced for reasons that they shouldn't be sentenced for? No. And should the government have withheld footage that would have helped their case? No, that goes against our legal system. You can't handle the truth! Oh, here's another one, super original. White House calls Tucker Carlson shameful in rare rebuke. Really, it's rare that the White House has a rebuke to news about Fox News, especially when a Democratic candidate is in office. But we're starting to see a trend. These media outlets want to spend more time dissing and trying to denounce other hosts of major media outlets instead of talking about the actual fucking news. It's like high school. Finally, the seventh headline that, again, appeared on CNN prior to any of these massive problems in the last six weeks is that Paris has a trash problem. Now, I don't know if this is the city Paris or Paris Hilton, but either way, man, that really is going to keep me up at night. Poor Paris. All right, for those of you who think I might be leaning toward the liberal side and attacking them, let me go ahead and talk about foxnews.com, okay? Remember, we're talking about seven headlines that appeared prior to a mention of any of the important shit that happened in the last six weeks. Here's the first one I found that was really interesting on Fox News umpire suspended indefinitely after horrendous game-ending third strike call goes viral. This is fucking dumb. It's also worse that the umpire is being suspended from his job because people made a video viral and didn't like the call. That's not how fucking umpiring or refereeing works. We hire people to do the best they can and understand that they don't have the benefit of instant replay. But the parents of modern athletic kids are dickheads. Crying? There's no crying in baseball! Here's the next one I found on Fox News. Judge tears into hecklers who made it impossible for him to speak at elite law school. Now, that's important. Of course, they're probably defending a conservative judge that went to a school that was very liberal. But still, maybe not top news. Here we go. Man loses property to squatter after trying to remove goat pens she built on it. So some lady built a goat pen on someone else's property and called her a squatter. Is the goat the squatter or is she? I don't understand what's happening here, but clearly this happened in a part of the country where maybe it's not that important that we need to know it as the general public. Maybe what happened with the three fucking UFOs? Maybe that's a little more important. Here we go. Here's a crazy headline. Disney CEO Bob Iger makes shocking admission about steep park prices. Okay, so the price of Disney tickets is high. Whoop-dee-doo. The price of fucking milk, gas, eggs, butter. All very high right now. Not too concerned with fucking Disney World.
Here's one. This is, I mean, talk about fucking news. A 103-year-old gym rat gives advice for a happy life. Yay! That's what we all need to know right now. A Marine saves a pro golfer's errant tee shot from going into the water. That sounds illegal in golf. Did he catch it in midair before it made it into the water? Because that would be a violation. And I don't care if he's a Marine. While I respect all of the people who have served for us, I mean, don't cheat, man. Let the ball go in the water. But thank God that Fox News let me know this was something that happened. Instead of discussing the fucking train derailment in Palestine, Ohio, I'm sorry, East Palestine, or, you know, the three UFOs, or any of the other shit that's going on that we're not fucking talking about because it's not marketable. Finally, the seventh Fox News headline I found that did not mention any of the aforementioned, but that was a lot of mentions, in the scrolling that I did was DiCaprio and Hadid reportedly together at pre-Oscars party. Oh, thank God. That was the information we all needed. Now I can go to bed at night. So, so far, Yahoo News, CNN, Fox News, all a massive failure. All right, last but not least, but trying to mix it up and keep it even playing field, let's look at the other big news outlet, MSNBC. Let's look at their seven headlines that appeared before any of the significant news from the last six weeks. Here we go. Clarence Thomas view could put Fox News in even greater danger than it already is. Oh, Fox News is in danger? Do they know? Here's the next one. New legal brief reveals just how bad things are looking for Fox News. Oh, sounds like MSNBC has a crush on Fox News, because that's all they can fucking talk about. All right, let's let's find a different thing on MSNBC. Here we go. The true cost of Dominion's devastating Fox News bombshells. Damn it, this is getting a little obsessive now. Okay, I, let's certainly we can find something on MSNBC that isn't about Fox News. I mean, you're supposed to tell the news. Here we go. Okay, here's a good one. After Dominion bombshells. All right, damn it. Carl Rove's Fox News meltdown deserves a replay. All right, this is getting a little ridiculous. Okay, a little bit creepy to be honest. It's rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. All right, I'm I'm really going to find something. All right, let's look at this one. Representative Swalwell says McCarthy helped himself and hurt everyone else by feeding lies to Tucker Carlson. Son of a bitch. <sighs> Tucker Carlson is a I don't know, popular show presenter, whatever you want to call it, host on Fox News. So, I guess so far we're on the fifth headline on MSNBC that has not discussed any of the other aforementioned shit and all of it is about Fox News. Get a fucking life. Get a girlfriend, MSNBC. Or just at least, you know, buy some Jergens and shoot off into a tissue. You need some relief. Alright, here we go. The sixth one. Oh, damn it. Tucker Carlson's January 6th lies are getting worse. Alright, shocking. Well, so far, all Fox News. Alright, thank fucking God. Here we go. The seventh, last non-headline from MSNBC 
four astronauts splashed down off Florida, ending a five-month mission. Yay! Thank God, nothing about Fox News. Granted, it has nothing to do with the news of the last six weeks. Apparently, everything was fine with the astronauts. Is this really news? This is happening way more often than we think nowadays, people, of individuals going into space and splashing down to Earth. But how did they splash, Jeff? Was it gentle or turbulent? I don't know. I didn't read the fucking article because it was irrelevant. So here's what it boils down to. We, as a society, we just really don't care. We pretend to care with all of these causes and all of this outrage. Oh my God, how dare you overturn Roe v. Wade? Okay, are you still talking about it? Are you still trying to do anything to make a change? Did you ever try and do anything to make a change other than put a fucking post on Facebook? You don't really care. But for the most part, it doesn't matter because all of it is totally unfounded and fueled by bullshit on news outlets with bullshit agendas to keep us tame and quiet. But when we're not tame and quiet, boy, does that make great ratings. So, of course, you know, the news outlets and social media, they love to be the primary instigator in things like riots, insurrections, whatevs, all that unruly shit. But if you think you actually care, but the only thing you've done is put a sign in your yard or a sticker on your car or a post on social media, you don't fucking care. You just want to feel like you belong. No one's hearing your voice. No one cares. Like I said, you don't care, so why should they? The only people supporting you are the people that already agree with you. All of the people that disagree with your stance, they will never change their mind because we've been driven to this completely divisive state of polarizing stances and arguments and opinions. You're never going to change anyone's mind at this point. So let's dive into what, you know, is consuming all of the media, what is overriding the actual headlines that should be there, but aren't. I want to point out in the seven headlines that I grabbed from each news website, those were seven out of like 50. So in 50 headlines, no headline appeared about any of the significant stories from the last six weeks. Those weren't the first seven headlines, just the ones I thought would be entertaining and illustrate my point. But just like the headline about Leonardo DiCaprio and, I don't know, Bella Hadid? I don't know if that's who it was. I think that's a person. But the idea of celebrity takes over a lot of our news and social media. But what is a celebrity? On multiple occasions at the music school I work at, I have had kids ask me, are you a celebrity? Are you famous? And of course, I always answer, no, I'm not. I've even had some students that drill down further. Are you famous in Columbus? And it's like, well, I guess to some people I am. And now we live in this world of TikTok and Instagram and influencers and social media where becoming a finger quotes celebrity doesn't really mean what celebrity means or used to mean. So let's look at the definition of a celebrity. I found that it means a famous person. Well, that didn't help. No, it did not. We need more Googling. So drilling down further, what's the definition of fame? And what I found is that it is the state of being known or talked about by many people, especially on account of notable achievement. I'm very important. Uh, I have many leather-bound books and my apartment 
smells of rich mahogany. So, let me point out, if you got famous on TikTok posting videos with your tits bouncing and you have a lot of followers, you're not a celebrity. You're not famous because you're not well-known. You're not talked about. You achieved nothing other than owning a pair of tits and being a little whore. Yeah, I said it. I don't care. There's a new TikTok trend going around where people are trying to show their titties and nipples briefly and fool the camera, even though, I mean, they're all the same. I can't swipe through them fast enough to get them out of my fucking algorithm. And I am amazed that TikTok is not picking up on the fact that, hey, there's nipple and titty here. I'm going to delete this account because it violates the rules. I could report the accounts, but I it's still titties and nipples. I'm not going to go that far. So let's drill down to the source what caused all of this transformation of how we receive our news and why we don't care. So let's start with TV, because it all started with TV media. Before the internet and social media, cable was created, and with it came the birth of the very first 24-hour news TV station... CNN on June 1st, 1980. I was five years old. Prior to this, people pretty much got all of their news out of a newspaper once a day, which wasn't that thick. That's what and she said. also through maybe a morning and an evening news show. Maybe they had like an extra like 60 minutes or something on a Sunday where they would watch national news for an hour. Because that's what news was. It was real news. You didn't need 24 hours to tell the stories that were important. If you go watch a Fox News or an MSNBC or a CNN for 24 hours. I want you to tell me how many times you hear a new story. It's going to be like three times. And then they're going to talk about all three of those stories for 24 hours. They have nothing else to fucking talk about. Surprisingly, now, you know, 43 years later, we only have three major 24-hour news cable networks, what are called the big three. That would be CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC. We all know Fox News. Very skewed towards conservatives CNN, MSNBC, every other media outlet Very skewed toward Democrat liberal ideologies I am a little surprised when I did this search To find such a lack of diversity In our popular news offerings After all of these years But it just goes to show how Every time a small one pops up The big conglomerate eats up the little one So that it can sell its fucking agenda Now, of course, we still have morning and nightly local news channels, and we also still have newspapers, for now. But I would assume that the stats are significantly decreased over the last 20 years due to the internet and social media. And in an article I found from February 2020, the second largest newspaper chain in the nation, the publisher of the Miami Herald, Kansas City Star, and dozens of other newspapers filed for bankruptcy. That's pretty significant. Shows how no one gives a shit about newspapers anymore. They just get it all online or through social media, which of course is tailored to them through algorithms to give them only what they want to be served, not actual reality. They're not being allowed to make their own decision. As someone who tried to launch two local music magazines back in the early 2000s, I can tell you that it was bad timing because the internet was taking over, which is evidenced in a ton of magazines deciding to no longer doing a print publication and be online only. Pretty big magazines. Makes me feel better about my little local magazine failing. Well, both of them. If at first you don't succeed, Mr. Keith, 
Try, try again, Mr. Winner. So let's talk about some of these magazines. In 2022, here are the magazines that said, No More Print Online Only, Entertainment Weekly, Health, In Style, Parents, Allure. These are big magazines, and they're realizing that there's no money left in print because people just want quick self-serve. But the problem with digital media is that it is all algorithm-based. You're only being served what they know you want to see. You're not getting both sides of the story. Here are magazines that shut down in 2021. Popular Science, that's a huge magazine. That was a magazine I loved when I was a little kid. Also, the IKEA catalog. Yes, IKEA said we're no longer printing a catalog. We're just going to do it online. That's pretty significant. In 2020, we had the shutdown of print of the official Xbox magazine. And here we go. Drumroll, please. Playboy. That's right. Perhaps one of the most iconic magazines in history is no longer available in print. What? In 2019, we had Brides Magazine, Lowrider, Glamour, The Inquirer, Red Book, Money. All of those magazines, pretty significant magazines, all ceased printing of the magazine. All online only, where you're going to get algorithm-driven headlines and we're just going to drown you in all kinds of shit. Things that don't really matter. You're welcome. Every time I breathe, I take Every time I breathe again my heart So, yes, TV media was the catalyst for how the way that we received our news was changed, but let's look at the major factor, the internet. So, by the mid to late 90s, the internet was starting to get more popular and also began the era of anyone being able to say just about anything and everyone considered it truth because, well, I'm reading it. It must be true. The lie detector test determined that was a lie. This is why so many people still get scammed by a prince of Nigeria that just wants to send you $14 million. All you got to do is wire me $2,500 first. People still fall for the scams. And to be clear, the news that we are getting served, for the most part, it's not much different. All right, so the internet gave birth to mobile devices and the horrible bastard child, social media. Social media! So social media pretty much started with chat rooms on the internet where pretty much anyone from anywhere in the world could have a conversation with someone else. They could upload pictures. They could pretend to be someone that they're not. Never mind, I'll find someone like you. Let's break down social media. I mean, think about the term social media. It basically means a media provided by a society, not by professional media outlets. It would be like using social media for news and facts. It would be the same thing as going to a website that was like WebMD, but was nothing but just a bunch of hypochondriacs putting shit out there, not actual licensed and trained physicians. Wouldn't be very helpful, probably a little more harmful. 
that's what social media is today. And it grew into this narcissistic platform where people could discuss and display everything and anything. Well, hold on. Only the things they choose to filter and edit for your public consumption. They make it seem like I'm showing you my life, but no, very well crafted. And as I have discussed before, social media quickly became pretty much the most anti-social platform ever to exist. Just because people are communicating from some remote location doesn't make it social. The definition of social is seeking or enjoying the companionship of other people. Wait, I need another Google. What's companionship? The definition of companionship is the state of spending time with someone or having someone to spend time with. Talking to someone through a fucking phone or a website is not spending time. I didn't drill down further and look up the definition of spending time, but I'm going to tell you that social media, texting, IMs, Facebook Messenger, that's not spending time with someone. If you can't reach out and touch the person, you're not spending time with them. Also, along the line of what we would call fake news or just deceit would be the fact that the internet opened the door to things like catfishing. And that is exactly what is happening with our news outlets. They are very agenda-driven and they are hooking us in with things that may appear to be one way, but maybe not so accurate. But it's because they know we're going to gobble it right up and we're going to turn around and we're going to fill our social media posts with outrage and support for what they said in their article. But we're now discovering in very recent time, not that anyone's talking about it, that social media platforms have actually been suppressing and editing and censoring information from certain parties and people. That's not good. That's, I guess, what you call a dictatorship. But for example, we found out that Facebook recently stated that the FBI had forced them to suppress information about Hunter Biden's laptop just prior to the 2020 election. Information about his laptop that was criminal and also implicated Joe Biden, his father, who was running for president. Maybe we should have known that, but the FBI said, no, you need to make sure no one finds out about this. Now it's all coming out and sure nothing will happen because our government is a pile of shit and keeps no one accountable. But this is absolutely governmental interference of free speech at a very crucial time, a presidential election. Also a very prime example of how social media favors one party over the other. Well, rather, I don't want to blame social media in this case. I'm going to blame the FBI. That's even worse that the FBI is being partisan in their decisions. Still think you're getting the whole story? You're not. There's been a lot of stuff about Elon Musk taking over Twitter and starting to release information about how Twitter was run and all the liberals are like, oh, this is bullshit. Elon Musk is a douchebag. Well, why? Because someone is actually giving you some information that you weren't supposed to have? That's what we want as American people. You should be gobbling this up. In fact, many hardcore liberals, from what I have heard, are starting to remove the T, the, I guess, the hood ornament from their Teslas because, you know, all the liberals bought up the electric Teslas right out of the gate and now they feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't have given my money to this guy because he's kind of tearing the liberals down right now. So they think, I'm going to pry the tea off of my Tesla and that's going to make me feel better. Guess what? All you're doing is being a total dumbass and devaluing your car. Except the fact that you bought a car from someone that you didn't pay attention to their personal or political interests, which you shouldn't have,
have it's a fucking car purchase like i've got a guy here in town that i know john hinderer honda this is a free plug for john hinderer honda i don't know who john hinderer is i don't know where john hinderer honda is located in columbus but i've heard the commercials for years i assure you if i went to john hinderer honda dude you owe me so much money these plugs i mean extensive but if i went to john hinderer honda and i bought a car the last thing i'm going to be concerned about is what john hinderer's personal or political beliefs are when i buy the car or even after i bought the car but you're being trained to care about all that shit after the fact by a media that wants to distract you with bullshit headlines and bullshit news and ignore all of the shit you're supposed to be paying attention to basically any news whether it's tv social media internet whatever that serves a partisan agenda that includes cnn msnbc fox news all of them they all serve a partisan agenda any of those outlets well it's basically propaganda We're basically trying to figure out which propaganda flyers we want to pick up. And we're only going to pick up the ones that seem to align with us. But what if the other propaganda flyer actually has some information that you would find helpful? Well, I guess you're never going to find out about that. But it's all propaganda. Unless, of course, you watch the local news. And I will say, you know, for the most part, their news coverage is pretty local. Things that you wouldn't find in social media, for the most part, or on the national news channels, but that's what makes it less interesting to the viewer, because they just want that shit that's going to give them that rush of adrenaline, that anger, that joy, whatever they find on social media or the internet. So, most of the local networks have turned to focusing on sports, weather, traffic, things that are immediate and right now, but not really giving a shit about the news. What you're about to see is a Channel 4 News exclusive. His name is Nutty the Squirrel, and he's three years old. How about that? <laughs> that squirrel can water ski. Ugh. I don't know if I'm going to do anything with this, but last night when I was finishing this prep, I was such in a tizzy about how there is no independent news source that just bashes both sides and presents actual news that I went out and bought a domain name. Maybe I will start my own news organization online, and I'm welcoming any of you as listeners to be contributors, both as an investor or as a content provider, but the website I bought is bad. RedRedBadBlue.com. So just shaming everyone. Red, blue, left, right, liberal, conservative. You can all kiss my go to hell. Well, that was just plain rude. <laughs> Some people just don't know when to quit. Should you want to be involved in the development, if it happens, of BadRedBadBlue.com, feel free to email me at Jeff at JeffShafer.com, J-E-F at J-E-F-S-H-A-F-F-E-R.com. In summation, I want to say, you know, we need to change the narrative. It's not cool that we are being fed all this bullshit and we're all just happy to eat it. So eat it. Feed it. 
we gobble it down and we wait for our next heaping serving of bullshit. <sighs> we as a people, not just Americans, but as a global collective, we need to demand answers, transparency, truth. It should not be up to just a handful select of people that, oh, we know better, so we're just not going to tell you. No, that's bullshit. We pay you. We pay your fucking salary. Tell us. All right, I'm going to slow my roll. Consult your doctor. Have your blood pressure checked. High blood pressure is simple to detect, and it can be controlled. Left unchecked, it can lead to some of the big killers. Strokes, heart failure, kidney trouble. Don't let high blood pressure threaten your health. Get a checkup today. Remember, your good health begins with you. And wrap things up, I want to thank everyone once again for tuning in to another episode of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Don't forget, you can follow me on social media, on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Jeff Becomes Jeff. Until next time, I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeff. And I'm proud to... Good night. to the devil and I prayed and I showed him the mess that I've made and I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over but the devil just laughed in my face I went to the God of fire and said can you turn the heat a little higher cause I've been burned and I've been burned Times over, but he just covered me with water. So I went to the Lord of the sea. Say, won't you come wash over me? Cause the roads and the woods have been winding a million times over, but she receded from.